I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hey everybody and welcome to this latest and greatest episode of the fangirl radio show i'm your host jessica dwyer and with me tonight is ren Willux. hello so this weekend was sort of an up and down for the world of geekdom in like every extreme able to be imagined and there was uh, even some sideways so, it was just ridiculous this weekend. Um, so we're going to do a quick rundown of, of the Week in Geek as it stands right now and uh, as we record this. And then later on this um, episode, we're going to have special guest Matthew Dow-Smith. We've had him on before. He's awesome. He is the artist for the Doctor Who comic books, IDW um, produces. And uh, we're going to talk about the big news in Hootem which is going on right now. Um, but uh, before we get to that, let's do a rundown of the headlines in the world of geek. And first off, let's go with community. Dan Harmon is coming back for this latest season of the show, which is surprising that it even got renewed at all. I was, I was kind of surprised. I was crossing my fingers pretty hard there. That it wouldn't be? <laughs> oh, no, that it would. Ah, okay. Because um, a lot of people have decided that community has went kind of downhill. I've, I'm trying to catch up, but from what I've seen, it's true. They've kind of turned these characters sideways from what they were and made them, made them like annoying characters from what they originally were. One um, definitely was a bed. He became uh, very... Did you just say a bed? Abed, sorry. I, I am tired. I am thinking about my bed today. I've had two hours of sleep. So, um, anyway, but the, the what I've seen, it's kind of the case. And uh, I know with Chevy Chase, they wrote him completely out. Um, so, a lot of people are asking, with this return of Dan Harmon, does that mean Chase is completely gone for good? Or is he going to try and bring him back? Which, I don't know. They were kind of a contentious relationship there. But, um it's gonna. I think it's a good thing for the show. They're definitely bringing him back. Hopefully, he can restore it back to the awesome that it was. Because um, I know a lot of people were really disappointed with how this, the episodes were going and the season was going, and just the repetitiveness of it. Because what I've seen, it they really were turning repetitive. You got mail. The same well, gap. Yeah, and that's what I found kind of so strange was that. You know, it's not like this is the second or third season, or, or what is this, renewed for season five? So we just yeah. had season four? Right. So, like, your fourth season, you're kind of allowed to go outside the box a little bit. Like, I was a little bit surprised that they didn't 
try and really change up the format, really change up the dynamic somehow. Um, I mean, I don't know. Th I'm thinking of all the great sitcoms that I've loved to watch for year after year after year and trying to figure out what made them continue you know, to be successful on into fifth and sixth seasons. Um, and well, I, I don't know why they didn't try some of the great, you know, bring in new stuff, do new, make them go to a different school. I don't know, like do something. Evolve the characters. Yeah. Evolve the characters and make exactly. them more, you know, and, and they weren't, they're not doing that. Yeah. So hopefully. We love them the way that we, yeah. they were when we met them. That doesn't mean we never want them to change. Right. And in some cases, like with Abed, they really made him annoying. Like at first he was the heart of the show mm. and then they just kind of made him sort of the beaker. And I felt <laughs> the same with Pierce. Like Pierce is supposed to be annoying. That's his character. But, but I they found him watchably annoying in the beginning. And then he just got, he just devolved, 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 thank you, into <laughs> um, more and more offensive. Like, but not funny offensive, just and sort of like, I don't want to spend any time near you offensive. Well, and that's what Chevy Chase was so pissed about. Yeah. He, that was his point was why I don't want to be this. This is yeah. horrible. And all you the know? characters on the show were trying to avoid him, which should have been a big, huge red light for the writers going, oh, if our characters hate this guy, why is anybody going to want to watch him? Yeah. At first he was just, you know, kind of an Archie Bunker type of, mm -hmm. of, you know, that kind of lovable yet goofy, you know, he's a dumbass, but you, 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 he has a heart of gold, but they just made him mean. Yeah. And, and so I don't know. I hope Dan Harmon can, can make this show great again. Like it was not that it's bad. I mean, even in comparison to big bang theory, it's still not, it's still better. Yeah. And that but, is the other thing I was going to add compared to a lot of the crap you can find on television. <laughs> it's still better. Um, the other uh, news that hit this, no, the departure that's hitting a lot of people hard, other than the other big one that we're going to talk about, was Ben Edlund is leaving Supernatural to go help with Revolution and his uh, co-writing, co-creating partner over there. And uh, a lot of people are very sad about that because Edlund, you know, Supernatural, um, he's going off to, to go with Eric Kripke um, over on NB, in the NBC land and with that show. And a lot of people are very sad about that. Supernatural has become one of the biggest. And it's so re so funny to me that this show has been on almost like 10 years <laughs> or something. And it's in its eighth or ninth season, it grew leaps and bounds in terms of viewership and popularity. Mm -hmm. And so now he's leaving it <laughs> to go to this other show that a lot of people hated at first. And now it's kind of grown into... Um, a lot of people are saying that it, it's gotten, I, I actually enjoyed it for the, the, the goofiness that it was at the beginning. And I kind of stopped watching it because there was so much else going on on television. Now they're saying that it got better because it stopped trying to, to rip off the Hunger Games and everything else and became its own thing. I so, find that like a really interesting assessment because it was just a gigantic stinking pile of Hunger Games ripoff. I hated the pilot so bad, but and that's part of the reason why, despite this interesting little tidbit that people are offering up, that it's gotten better. I can't forgive it for how crappy the pilot was. <laughs> I'll never watch that show. 
<laughs> well, and I'm willing to give it a shot just because I've heard it's it's improved and it's sticking around, which is another thing that I was like, oh, there's no way this is going to make it. It's on NBC. They they are notorious for destroying genre shows with with you know wild abandon within a, a first season, mm-hmm. and they're not doing that this time. Plus, Edlin's coming over there, and the two of them have uh, a really good track record. So. Um, this it, it's a bittersweet thing for fans of Supernatural um, that those two are getting back together as a, as a duo to to help write for the show and and make it improved. But he's leaving the baby that they helped grow into this massive monster. And um, I mean, it's to the point now that every other we you know how people make fun of the T-shirt sites for being either Doctor Who or Breaking Bad. Now it's Doctor Who, Breaking Bad, or supernatural <laughs> kind of your t-shirt of the, of the day <laughs> so um that's that's one of the uh, other big stories that happened that all of this happened like within three days by the way all these uh headlines that we're going through um the next one is the really big one that we're going to have our special guest on to talk about as well which is the bbc announced that as of christmas the christmas special Matt Smith is leaving Doctor Who. And I'm not, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. This season of Doctor Who is probably, as you've, if you've listened to the show, is probably one of my, is, is the least favorite I've had. It, it just felt really forced. It didn't have any kind of emotional re- resonance to me until the last episode. Um, where they, they gave more depth to one character that had none. But it still, you know, it didn't really make up for the lack of, of the whole season. So, and now Matt Smith is moving on to bigger and better things, such as Hollywood films and um, feature films and things like that, where, you know, he got on uh, Ryan Gosling's new fantasy slash horror flick as um, one of the male leads. So he's moving on. And now it begins the rampant speculation of mm-hmm. who is going to be the 12th and supposedly final, if you go by canon, doctor. Um, I think they've already established that's not going to be the case because in, I think one line in the show um, during Matt Smith uttered kind of destroyed that canon piece of there's more than 12 regenerations now. So, um, but now the speculation wild and unfettered goes on online about who's going to be the next doctor. Is it going to be a woman? And I'm going to be talking about that a little bit later. Um, I'm really not a fan of that idea. Um, and it's not because I hate women. I am one. Um, but I love how that's got to be the caveat. Like, you have a preference oh, where, like, I don't want it to be a woman. And all of a well, sudden... Well, you know, here's <laughs> the thing. I shouldn't ha- have to feel like I have to defend my position. But you, I do. It's funny. I have yeah, to, no, I, let's talk about that later. <laughs> do, you, do you realize, do you realize I, ha- I feel that way, though? Because of what's being said online. Like, yeah. I'm some horrible person For because I... I don't want it to be a woman. Somehow that makes me a horrible person and I'm sexist and uh, non-feminist or some crap like that. And I shouldn't feel that way. Yeah, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. So anyway, we'll, we'll move on to that later. And I'm, I'm curious to see what Matthew Dow Smith, who has already stated on Twitter, poor guy, he's like, I have to learn how to draw someone else, which sucks. Uh 
And then he goes, and plus, I don't have the same name as the doctor anymore. Oh, <laughs> got it. Oh, he's a sweetheart. I love him. He's going to be so much fun to talk to. Um, anyway, that's what's going on with the land of, of Doctor Who right now. It's in a lot of upheaval. And um, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens if they get a known name, if they get a no name. The other one that's kind of killing me inside right now that people are talking about is Rupert Grant, who... Are we going to get a tween next? I mean, is that... Why are we going... that young. Why are we going... He's like 22, 21 years old. Is he really? Yeah. Daniel Radcliffe's only 23. Uh, Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so... I I, I understand people are like, well, he could be ginger. You know... (laughs) Yeah, because that's only ginger in the world. Come on, people. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started. Um... That's for later. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I uh, I would love for them to go back to the old way of having an older doctor. For God's sake, at least even David Tennant was three years older than me. Three or four. He's like 41 now. Uh, that, at least he was older than me. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it feels weird that the doctor would be as younger than I am. Um, so uh, I just... I just don't, I just don't get it. Okay. So, um, that, that is what, um, is going on in the world of Hootam right now. And we will, like I said, be talking about that, um, later on in the show. Uh, the other good, well, one good part of the news that happened though, is the fact that Hannibal has been renewed for a second season. Yay! And that is a huge deal for me because it's one of my favorite shows on television right now. And um, Hannibal, actually, the, the, the last episode, we'll go into recap uh, here in just a couple seconds, um, was amazing. And it just keeps getting better. So uh, I'm very, very happy about that, that Hannibal is renewed for a second season. Um, also, uh, the other big news that happened this weekend that has set the world of the internet ablaze is Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and what happened. Uh, so I guess we'll just get into this right now um, because it may take a little bit to talk about um, is the fact that um, Game of Thrones in one episode managed to like slice it. And this, by the way, spoilers. If you haven't watched oh the episode... So many freaking spoilers. If you haven't watched this episode by today, which is Thursday of this week, um, then you're effed. Because... Fast fast forward a little bit until we stop screaming. Yeah. And then you'll know we're done talking about about, uh, Game of Thrones. Well, by this point, you have to have known. I mean, I I have poor friends online at this... that, That today, as of recording, which is Monday... They've been spoiled horribly by people. I got spoiled one of the deaths I got spoiled, but uh, I was not expecting. (sighs) Oh, yeah. So anyway, here we go. Game of Thrones. If you're not ready, here we go. Um, I got a theory. I got a theory. Somebody sits down on the writer's desk and goes, there are too many freaking characters. No, I know. I'll kill half of them. This this was written 13 (laughs) years ago. 13 years ago people knew this happened and uh, no one no one has read that has read, has not read the books had no freaking clue that a third of the cast was going to be slaughtered all off, at the same time all in 5 minutes and 
it is um, everybody died, uh, including the unborn baby. Uh, and, and it was it's there's a reason that it was called the 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 red wedding, because everyone the Stark family became Pez heads. That is the best way to describe. <laughs> This scene, it was straight out of effing Tarantino uh, Kill Bill in this, okay? And um, it was full-scale slaughter. The the thing to learn from this and take from this is never trust the guy who takes care of Hogwarts. He will screw you over. (laughs) The other thing I learned is there is a direct like exponential correlation to the numbers of minutes on screen where, where there's happiness, there will be an equal, not, not equal and exponentially, uh, there's another math term I can't think of increased, but correlated amount of, uh, absolute horror to match. <laughs> so we had a really nice wedding for like a proper 10 minutes, which meant that, Oh my God, everybody dies. <laughs> Well, so basically what happens here is the Frey, Walder Frey, he decides he's actually very pissed off that, that, yeah. that Rob. I'm so surprised his... none of them were suspicious. That's just dumb. Like, yeah. everybody knows <laughs> that guy's a dick. Firstly, everybody knows going into that in the first place when he has to marry one of his daughters in order to get his army across Walter, whatever his name is, Frey's bridge. Everybody knows that guy's a dick. So then he breaks his oath, marries somebody else, comes back, and the dude's like, ah, no big deal. Oh, no, she's a good piece of, she's she's a nice piece of ass. That's okay. You can, I I understand why you did it. (laughs) I totally understand why you broke your oath. Everything's fine. I'm going to feed you and nothing bad will happen. Like, that was so obvious. Yeah, it it just was, it was, and the, the, the man, Caitlin, she just, nails this um episode with i've never heard of scream of such agony and sorrow and she just gives up and she kills his wife because he doesn't give a crap and at this point she's just wanting to kill something And, and and that that scream of just complete desperate sorrow well, she believed that was it. That was the last kid. She doesn't know Brandon Rickon are, fr- are fine. So and she doesn't was- know that Sansa's still alive or Arya's yeah. still alive. Yeah. So she but this was her that's only the last kid. That's her last dead, son. So that's done. her son. That's her last son, and it was her firstborn. Mm-hmm. So to get to see him slaughtered, they they let her see him die, mm-hmm. and and the fact that he has to witness his his unborn child be slaughtered and his wife dying and just so much sorrow and horrible things go on in this. Mm-hmm. And, and George R. R. Martin, he, it really is another, he is, he, I think he's outdone Whedon on the, we're going to kill your favorite character scale <laughs> with this because well, I don't yeah, know. The, the I top. think so. Uh, just in the number and just the sheer number of deaths that he number is of, yes. Heartbreak, no. Whedon still wins on being able to break my heart. <laughs> um, but he, the reason he, he, and I've read the interviews and I, and it's almost stunt-like what he's doing, but at the same time, it works. Which is, he is going, he made a point to go against type and against um, 
what people expect out of that genre of sword and sorcery fantasy epic, where the firstborn son will avenge the father. No, he's not. He's going to die horribly. <laughs> and, For no reason. And, and the women and children are not safe either. Neither are the unborn children. They are, they're done too. We're going to kill everything, including the dog, which kills. I, every time they kill Aww. one of those dire wolves, man, oh, God, it hurts. So this is, this is what happened. And the Internet, just, it, it, it's kind of funny. It's almost like people, how many times do we have to remind you that there are books that came <laughs> out over a decade ago that well, this is based on? And but you folk that have read the books are doing a really good job of keeping the rest of us who've not in the dark. Like, I didn't know that was going to happen. You didn't tell me that was going to happen. I knew bad so, things happened. I didn't know how visually crazy they were going to do it. I mean, right, it was, but, you know, the, the rest of the internet is surprised because, you know, kudos to you book readers. I'm a book reader. But those of you who've read the ridiculous brick books, you know, you've, you've the not brick, really told them. The ridiculous brick books. <laughs> you've, not, you've not told us that these things happen. So we are rightfully shocked, which is the way it should be. Well, and, and the thing that um, was amusing and is now the new thing, which is there were people that were filming human centipede reaction shots. This oh, people, the, the book readers who knew what was going to happen secretly filmed the, the people that didn't no. know. And it was awesome to watch. <laughs> Some of them were just like, there's one girl, I don't, poor thing, she like put her blanket over her head and bawled <laughs> like ridiculous amount of time. So it's, it was very well done. And this is one of those times like the anger just flowed on Twitter where there people are like, I'm canceling my HBO subscription. Oh, seriously? F you, George Martin, you know, like screw you. Like it was HBO's fault that he wrote these characters' deaths. Um, but I, I will. Know, I'm pleased. I I want to see because you know I never had any great you know candle of hope for the army from the north. I really want to see what happens if they if they pull some of this s word with Daenerys. I probably will stop watching. That's a lie, but I'll be really upset. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I totally want to see what happens to the rest of them. And now there's less to keep track of. Yay! <laughs> yeah, well, and that's that's a big thing. A lot of people are like, "Well, I guess he heard you guys talking when it when when you were telling complaining about there being too many characters." And I, and, and Nathan heard... Hanneman, Nathan Hanneman, my editor for Horrorhound Magazine, cried. Did I'm gonna say, he cried. I, I'm kind of surprised, but I was shocked. I didn't have any kind of great sadness over it, though. He cried, and it. I mean, right. and he even made a point of telling me. I don't cry at TV shows. I don't do this. This hurt. And and it, and it I'm well, a old bastard. Uh well, no. I mean, I I was shocked and and everything, but it I I guess it's because I'm more invested in Tyrion. I feel more for Tyrion than I do these people cuz some of yeah. them are just so stupid and Rob was just so stupid. Now, yeah. here's the thing. Here's a spoiler that for the from the book reader if, la, 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 la. They they may or may not do this, but you may not have seen the last of Caitlin Stark. What seriously? She gonna be a ghost? That would be awesome. I'm not going to say any more. She's gonna be a you'll, zombie. You'll have to read. 
You will have to read the book. There's not a chance in hell I'm reading. <laughs> Um, but I, I wanted to talk really quickly about Hannibal, um, the, the episode that they had on last week, which was just amazing. And I doubt, I doubt Rin caught up with this. I don't know if she did, even though she, she's... No, but I've been tumbling and I've seen a lot of the gifs and a lot of memes. And so I'm kind of getting the impression that I know what happened. Okay. So this episode, and I'm going to just completely butcher the, the title, um, Buffet Freud... I think is how it's said. Um, so, uh, Buffet Freud, I think is what it's called. Um, if not, please allow, please let me know how to pronounce this. Uh, so, so in this episode, we find out that the reason Will has been losing time and having so many issues, um, Hannibal refers him to a neurologist friend of his and he does a brain scan and you find out that he's got encephalitis and it's a certain kind that only affects one half of his brain i think it's the right hemisphere and uh so that is what's causing him the issues and and he has no idea so what hannibal does because hannibal is a is a conniving bastard is uh and, and actually, the name of the, the thing he's got is Cotard Syndrome. Oh, and, oh, actually, I'm sorry. That is not what he's got. That is completely, I'm completely screwing this up. Cotard Syndrome is what the main killer in this episode has. And, and it causes the same sort of delusions that Will's got in, in, in a lot of ways where they, they don't know what's real or not. And um, so... Will's encephalitis is kept secret because Hannibal tells this guy that um, the neurologist, Dr. Sutcliffe, uh, well, look what we can do. We can keep telling him that he's got, you know, it's, it's not an actual thing that can be cured. We can just watch what happens to him because he wants to keep him on, you know, off kilter because it helps him. And, but at the same time, it's kind of like you called him your friend, Hannibal, but you're doing this with him. So it's a way for him to keep him a friend and keep him needing him, mm-hmm. but, and keep him in the dark about who, you know, what Hannibal is doing. So that's one part of this episode. The other part is this girl who's killed, um, uh, who's the killer of the episode, Georgia. She has this thing called Cotard syndrome where it makes her think that she's, a walking dead person she thinks she's dead and she also can't see faces like that people look really creepily blank to her so she's kind of deteriorating and uh gross and and crazy and she hides under beds oh nice and the the first kill of this episode is just one of the creepiest damn things ever because she sneaks into the girl's house, hides under the bed. The, the girl's walking around. You're waiting for something to happen. And then all of a sudden she grabs her, pulls her under the bed. And the next thing you see is the splatter of blood come out Nice from underneath the bed. The one thing this show does well is freaking just sets and, and how it looks. And it's just beautiful and creepy. So anyway, as we go on, um, you, you find out what's going on with will he um keeps losing time it gets you feel so bad for him and and uh by the end of the episode they find the girl 
and you think that she has killed the neurologist and there's this great and they, they actually have to put her in um it looks like a sort of a uh what's that cry it's not a cryotube i've got star trek on the brain mm. um it's one of those um tubes that you uh put people in um in suspension kind of and uh so she can heal up because her skin's just deteriorated and she she needs to be confined also um yeah it's a real thing i can't remember what it's called i'm blanking right now um it's in altered states and and so anyway in this thing uh she's in this tube and you see her flash back on what actually happened and she didn't kill the neurologist it was hannibal And there's this really disturbing scene of him kind of chopping his way through the guy's face because what the girl did when she murdered the 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 victim, um, he was re you know replicating her her murder um, with the neurologist so that blame would be put on the girl. Was he was trying to remove her face? So there's a scene of Hannibal just going for it on the guy's head, and. But when she sees him, Hannibal has no face. Mm. So it's this just really creepy shot of him. And he hands her the knife. So her DNA is on the knife. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's how he gets away with this. And you kind of wonder if Hannibal's um, having second thoughts about doing that to Will or not. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that progresses. But um, but yeah, Hannibal is just nailing it every episode. They're just every every one of them just keeps getting better and better and creepier and creepier and more awesome. Um, so next week when we talk about this, it will also be uh, the return of Eddie Izzard, whose uh, character, uh, Doctor. Let me make sure I get this right. Doctor Abel Gideon escapes. And he starts killing off, um, he's hunting down all the psychologists and people that I, from what I gather, um, were in charge of him. And that includes the gal that Will likes, uh, Alana. And uh, from the preview that I saw, Hannibal kind of directs him to her. Mm. So it's going to be great because Eddie Izzard's back. And Eddie Izzard makes everything better because he's Eddie Izzard. (laughs) So anyway... That's the breakdown for Hannibal, and uh, keep keep coming with that because that makes me happy. Yay, second season. Um, also, real quick, um, for those that were very sad about Netflix losing a lot of stuff, uh, they just added a bunch of things that I didn't know were on there, so I think these are new. I just want to real quick, if you have Netflix streaming, real fast, they've added Cool World, Remo Williams, Zapped with Scott Bayo. Date with an Angel and Creator. So if you want to have like a really kooky fantasy 80s night at your house, go for Netflix because they've got like a, they've just added a ton of 80s flicks. And um, some of them are the kooky kind like Creator, which has Peter O'Toole. Um, Zapped is just one of those ridiculous fantasy high school flicks. Remo Williams forever. And Cool World, if you want to see Brad Pitt really young in something completely and utterly bizarre with some great music. So, pardon me. And that is what I'm streaming right now, and you should be too if you love weird 80s flicks. And with that, we're going to bring on our special guest because I think he's waiting around. And um, we are going to dish on who... And that is what we're going to talk about tonight, because there's a lot to talk about. 
Hi there. Hey, how are you doing, Matt? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing all right. Um, so uh, I think we'll uh, just one second. Okay. Uh, Amanda, do you want to mute your mic? There we go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. So that, that way you won't hear the, the sound of, of wind. The all right. So, the, the ocean. That's right. <laughs> it, it sounded beautiful. Aw, we're like a seashell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tranquil Amanda said tranquility. That's great. <laughs> we could all use a little more tranquility in our lives. Oh yes. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna do I'm going to um do a quick little intro for you sure. and okay. then we'll start dishing on Doctor Who. That should be highly entertaining. Oh boy, wait till you hear my story. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. So joining us now is Matthew Dow Smith. He is the artist for the Doctor Who comic book line. And I want to thank Matt for joining us again. He was a great guest before. And I hope he's a good one this time because we've got a lot <laughs> no to talk <pressure>. about. <laughs> you better be good, Matt. You better oh, be good, okay. Matt. <laughs> I'll try really hard. <laughs> so um, the world of Doctor Who got hit with a, a little bit of a bat this weekend um, with the yeah. uh, announcement of your namesake, you yes. poor guy. Mr. Matt. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Matt Smith is leaving, and but not you, just the oh. other Matt Smith. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the other far more famous Matt Smith is leaving. <laughs> Nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah. Right, that's right. So... My question to you, because I know you had been talking about this on Twitter, and then we'll get into um, some more of the other stuff uh, that's been going on in the uh, the ether. Um, how is that as as, a, as in the in the comic book world that is following these doctors? How much of a shakeup is this to you guys? And did you even know about it before it was announced this weekend? Well, they don't they don't tell us about things like this before they happen. Um, they play all these sorts of things very, very close to their chest. But, you know, anytime there's a new doctor, yeah, it does, it creates a certain sense of just complete and utter panic. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, all of us, all the, all the Doctor Who comic book artists are, for the most part, we're friends and we all follow each other on Twitter. And, and yeah, we've all been talking about, oh, there's going to be a new doctor. We're going to have to learn how to draw a new doctor. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so there's a certain amount of panic. But the, the people I actually feel really sorry for are the people who have to write the doctor. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you, you end up, because of the scheduling, you end up, you know, sometimes having to write oh. Doctor Who comics. Before it for, airs? Before it airs, and oh you God, don't, you don't really know. You don't really know how you know exactly how the doctor is going to be. Things oh like that. God. So yeah, I mean, it it creates a certain amount of just utter panic. But Yikes. and I I made this I made this joke on Twitter, and the thing is, it's not really a joke. As terrifying as a new doctor is, the thing that's really scary for Doctor Who artists is when they they have a new TARDIS set. <laughs> Here's to hoping where, this one doesn't blow up again. That that would exactly. be nice. Let's leave this one. Let's leave this one alone. I like this one. It's very straightforward. There's, <laughs> I mean, as much as I loved um, uh, the previous 
Eleventh uh, Doctor set, which was it was cool and steampunky and lots of fun things to draw. There were an awful lot of little knobs and yeah. odd things stuck in. I'm so now I grew up with the original. Well, the original, the the Tom Baker targets, yeah, which were nice, here. simple, white, <laughs> nothing, a lot of white, <laughs> lots, lots of white. It's very easy to draw when you're a little kid. It's kind of awesome, uh, and it's just gotten so complicated in the new series. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, a, a new Doctor from from the artist standpoint is yeah, it's a little terrifying, but. I, I was actually really relieved when they started showing off the new set because I literally was going, oh, that's going to be so much easier to draw. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I never even thought about that part of it. I, I just think, God, you got to learn a new face. You got to learn the new expressions. To But I, can, I, I don't even think about the background, which yeah, is kind of stupid of me, but yeah. And it takes a while to kind of pick up the nuances of, you know, how the doctor carries himself. And, you know, same with the companions. You know, sometimes it's not until the end of the season where you feel like you have a grip on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of terrifying to have to do it before. Uh, before you've really seen a bunch of episodes. Now, I got really lucky last time because I was drawing David Tennant when they announced Matt Smith as a doctor. And they had, we still had like four or five issues of the book um, with the 10th doctor after I think Matt Smith had been announced and maybe even after like the first Matt Smith episode. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but. Yeah, they announced him for. They announced him pretty far ahead of of the end, I think, if I remember yeah, that right. They, I think they announced him actually before the specials. Oh yeah, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, it yeah. was like almost a year ahead. It was it was like a, a good nine months or yeah. or so. Right, and the, the really first long morning period of saying goodbye to the doctor. <laughs> and the, and the only thing I'd I'd been able to pick up about him so far at that point from like the, sh- the photos they released is that he had really floppy hair right. and, <laughs> and he ran like a dork <laughs> <laughs> and a really big chin and he had a really big <laughs> chin but is, I mean I, I really only now feel like I kind of have a grip on how to draw him and of course he's leaving so you know whatever fine just make my life more complicated that raises a question for me because I was trying to figure out, like, you know, if the comics are sort of kind of parallel. I mean, the whole fact that this time travel involved means that you can just be completely, leave it completely up to the imagination when the adventures take place in the same time as the adventures of the show. Yeah. That, But that means then also you could kind of, you know, keep drawing Matt Smith for a little while. You know, like, do you have to switch over to the new Doctor as soon as possible? Well, you know, you have to do whatever the writer tells you, who's ah. usually doing whatever the editor tells him <laughs> <laughs> or her. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, you could. You could do it all sorts of different ways. I mean, the the thing, the the funny thing about Doctor Who comics is, I, of all the Doctor Who comic people that I know, there isn't a single one of them who isn't like a massive Doctor Who nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we actually really 
desperately want to get it right. We want it to be good. Uh, and we, and we all, you know, we all try to fit the stories into our own little nerdy place within the series. Like I've, I've written a couple of stories now myself and I know exactly, you know, where they take place within a season. Um, so, you know, I mean, yeah, you could do anything and you, you could, you could even conceivably go back and do sort of past doctor stories if you really wanted. So yeah, you know, there's a lot of leeway. Uh, well, in the comic. One thing I wanted to ask you, because we're going to get into the deep stuff here now. Okay. All right. I'm, ready. <laughs> I'm so ready to get my nerd on. I've been, okay. I've been practicing. Um, we, I, at the beginning of the episode before you came on, we were talking about the fact that uh, there's this movement now that they want the doctor to be, there's a lot of people that want the doctor to be female. Yes. And I am 100% against that. And Interesting. Uh, I I know, and the thing that I was telling Ren was I have a, this. I shouldn't feel like I have to defend that. I sh- I don't. I shouldn't feel bad about feeling that way. It's how I feel about the character, right. and but uh, with some of the reactions online, it's like I'm supposed to feel bad that I don't want the doctor to be a woman. Yeah, you know that's a really interesting question. They've brought this up now. They. There was a little, a little blip of it um, before Tenet, like you know, in the few hours between announcing that because <laughs> they already there, knew, because <laughs> they already knew, everyone online was kind of talking. Oh, maybe it'll be a girl this time, uh, and then you know the same thing happened before Matt Smith. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm funny about it. I, I think I mentioned this last time I was on with you that every time they announce a new doctor, I think I, I look at the photo and I think, you know, they're never going to work. And they always work. <laughs> and they always work. And they always work. And I always end up loving them. And, you know, so, I mean, I, it sounds stupid, but I genuinely think that if the producers of the show find a female doctor that they think is going to be good, I'll probably really like it. I, I I think some of the fan forums will have a meltdown, uh, but you know, I, it, to me it doesn't matter. I I don't care about it. it. The tradition has always been that it was a white male. Uh, so yeah, so some of the audience just expects it to continue to be a white male. But you know, this is a twenty first century now. Well, so. and here the thing that that my point is. I don't understand the desperate need. It feels like it, it's almost. I'm not. I'm not an anti-feminist or anything like that. Um, the thing is, it almost feels like this is something that 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 this whole PC movement has kind of grasped onto, where they're trying to say it's anti-feminist, it's sexist. We need a male, a female doctor in there. Where has it ever been? anti-feminist and sexist in this show in terms of look at some of the characters that we've already had two genders in in the series we've established that there are two genders um why do why do we need to do that to a character yeah. That's, yeah we've got two we got time ladies we got time lords we've established that they um originally like in the baker years they established that they they had sex and they had babies and they, you know, there were two genders. You're not going to talk about the looms, are you? 
<laughs> but no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that they've established this in in the show that then they then they went to sort of like the test tube baby thing or something. Yeah. A long a long time ago. Now, I the the character has always been male, and where is there a problem with that? Well, you know, I me mean, personally, I don't have a problem with it being either way. Um, you know, I. It, it's up to the showrunners, and it, it's yeah. up to the kind of show that they want to have, and what kind of doctor they want to have. I don't care. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be any way, um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, well, so, and they've actually done know? that, and they've actually had a female doctor in the Big Finish audio books. Oh, yeah, yeah. In that, and, in an alternate universe. Yeah, yeah, and, and the Joanna Lumley doctor in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, <laughs> which know. was hilarious. Which was great. Don't get me wrong; it was hilarious. It was sure. awesome. Sure, um, you know, it's one of those things. It's probably going to happen at some point, um, just because I think culturally, you know, eventually it'll happen. Will it happen this time? Who knows? I'm actually, you know, I I'm sure they know who the next Doctor already is. I think they're lying. I think they yeah. already do the know because they have a short list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, there's. There's no way. So I love all the people on, on the fan message boards, you know, like making suggestions. And, you know, that's fine. And it's fun for us all to sit around and imagine who the next, doc- next doctor is going to be. But, yeah, they are, there are people who know who the next doctor is going to be. So, <laughs> and Stephen Moffat's probably the, the first to know. <laughs> I'm kind of guessing he, yeah, he might have some say in that. <laughs> so if, if you had your choice out of anyone out there if if matthew dowsmith you get to pick the next doctor who would you want it to be if you had your choice anyone who doesn't have matthew dow or smith in their name (laughs) that would be great i you know i don't know because listen i mean i've been i've been a doctor who fan since what like 1977 1978 i mean i've been I've been through all those doctors from Tom Baker on. I've been around for the the changeover for all of them. And so I like I will they go and do, you know, an older doctor this time? I mean, we certainly can't get a whole lot younger than Matt Smith. <laughs> oh no, there are people out there wanting Rupert Grant. Yeah, I've I've seen that. And, and I want to slip my I want to slip my wrists. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if, if Moffat thinks that he can make a good doctor out of Rupert Grant, go for it. Whatever, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, but I don't slit your wrists. Um, <laughs> I'm getting a knife. Be, <laughs> back away, back away from the knife. <laughs> make sure there's nothing sharp around her, okay? <laughs> I'll try and I'll try and make sure. Okay. She's got a lot of prop things in her in her house, though. No. Keep, keep the props away from her. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, every doctor is different, and every doctor, you know, presents sort of new character and storytelling things. I, I don't know. I mean, some of the names that I've seen floated around, uh, Ben Daniels, um, Stephen Mangan, um, you know, some of those names, you know, they would all be fine. I mean, I hate to be so wishy-washy. I literally... I literally don't think about it. It's just going to be somebody. <laughs> He's just like, I hope it's someone easy to draw. <laughs> no, seriously. Do you have any idea how hard Matt Smith is to draw? And let's not get going on Dave and its hair. Oh, oh the hair. 
You captured uh, the hair, though. You captured the hair. I tried. You had to. I had to simplify it. But you know. <laughs> well, the other thing is, there's this weird thing that goes on. It's totally not intentional. But so for years, I wore my hair short and spiky, and then David Tennant becomes the doctor. So, <laughs> like, it's you know, basically David Tennant as the doctor was me, but better looking and <laughs> with like slightly prettier hair. And then like my, I'm sort of wearing my hair long and floppy now. And of course, what, who's the doctor is the guy with the long floppy hair. So I'm just voting for whoever the next doctor is, is that they're not bald. <laughs> Cause I look really bad bald. <laughs> That's hilarious. Vin Diesel, you are not the doctor. He's <laughs> right out of the running in my book. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, I mean, you know, though it, it'll be somebody, you know, hopefully it'll be somebody totally unexpected. I'm And I'm uh, hopefully it's going to be one of those things where I look at the doctor and go, oh, they'll never work. And of course, they'll work out great and I'll love them. So, you know, whoever it is, it'll be really interesting. I think the more interesting question is how long Moffat's going to stay. That's that the is- other thing I was going to say was... I was surprised, um, and some people weren't very happy about the fact that he is sticking around when the doctor that he pretty much wrote for um, exclusively uh, is gone. Because when yeah. Russell, because David, when David Tennant left, Russell went with him. Yeah, yeah, and that was that was interesting because I think that's you know that's one of the first times that's ever happened. Where you really, literally had a completely brand new slate, right? Um, brand new producer, uh, brand new doctor, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, you know, and I kind of expected them to do this uh, this time as well. But um, you know, I you know he'll probably. I think this probably means he'll stick around for at least a couple more seasons as the yeah. producer, and yeah, so and I- we. Can- we can see oh. the fan the the fan message boards just completely melt down. Oh yeah, they weren't they weren't very happy I, or well, the, for the most part that I saw. Well, there was that other thing that there's a uh, there was a uh, there are a lot of threads now that were basically like, oh, Matt Smith is leaving. Am I the only one who's not shedding a tear? And <laughs> and there and you know it wasn't long in those threads before you got to somebody saying, yeah, I just wish Moffat would go for him. And I'm like, what? (laughs) You know, I know not everybody likes Moffat's take on it, but you know, he's, he's an incredibly talented man and he's got his own personal vision for the show. I, I wasn't, the thing with Moffat was I really didn't like this season as much. It felt off. Mm-hmm. Now I I loved what he did with River Song. I loved that whole character that he created. That's a gift to that to the to that mythos. That's amazing what he did with that. All right, let's put our nerd hats on. Mm. So see, here's here's the thing where I seem to be in disagreement with at least everybody on Gallifrey Base. I actually really liked the second half of season uh, season seven. I actually think season seven B, as they're calling it, I think that's probably one of the best the best seasons. Taking those episodes alone as a season, the best season uh, of Moffat's run. And I have this theory that he's so you had series five where he basically was kind of just sticking with what Russell was doing. 
And that then, was the thing I had a problem with at the beginning when David when David left and Matt came on. It felt like they were writing for David. Right. And then I think they slowly over the course of these seasons have been moving it towards more what, what Moffat wanted to do. Like more towards Moffat's sensibility. And I feel like season 7B is how Moffat wants to do the show. It's like finally finally in in his sensibilities um and it, it's like the first one that i don't know it's funny i don't understand why why well let me get, let me rephrase that i really really liked it i know a lot of people that i've seen on the message boards don't they don't like it and they specifically don't like the second half of the season i but, like the second half better than the first half yeah I, it's just it's interesting to me and I, there's a bunch of things that I think he's been kind of doing, which I think are really subtle and really interesting. Like he started off C- series five where, where, yeah, he very much was still in, in tenant mode and they let the doctor sort of find his own feet over the course of the seasons. And as he coalesced as a character, his costume became more fitted and less, uh, um, uh, what's the right word? Uh, and I'm a writer. <laughs> it became it, uh, it. It became less rumpled. He he looked. Uh, they it, it. He got a much more designed look. So in this this last section of the of the series, he actually had you know a very refined kind of look, and his hair is less wild and things like that. I think that stuff's actually intentional. I think they actually planned it that way because I think they're nerds just like we are. <laughs> We can do. I I love the coat that he had in that uh, the season before this in season six that that long kind of almost Jack Harkness looking coat. Oh, but the I don't green know. one. Yeah, yeah. I really like the green. That's fun to draw. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, coat, the doctor needs a cool coat. That's one well, of the, the things. My entire artistic sensibility. I mean, I've spent my entire career drawing people in coats, and it's all because of Doctor Who. Doctor <laughs> taught me. That people in coats look cool. Exactly. Not wrong. Not that's wrong. What, and that's what I do. And in fact, the, the book that I'm doing now, which is called The October Girl, I'm really surprised nobody's called me on this. But no one seems to have noticed yet that the main character's costume is essentially Romana 2. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> no one's noticed. And I'm like, I just keep waiting for somebody to be like, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> No, well, it's it's basically Romana 2's coat and scarf. The scarf from the Destiny of the Daleks, and that's the pink one and the white. That's right? the pink one and the white one. It's not yeah. pink, but it's a black and white book, so you know it might be <laughs> pink. You just don't know. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, and I know that there's a lot of people out there talking that they would love to have Romana come back and a spinoff or something. Yeah, I don't know how they, I mean, you know, there's, what are the characters, everyone always talks about Romana coming back, which would be cool. They talk about the Ronnie coming back for some reason. I would love for that to happen. (laughs) Everyone's obsessed with somebody turning out, like one of the characters turning out to really be the Ronnie, which would be cool. But yeah, there's a bunch of characters that people would love to come back, but you know, there's no way, there's, there's. It would be really difficult unless you bring back the Time Lords. Um, yeah, and and you know, and here's my here's my idea that I okay. threw out there into the internet, and I don't think 
anybody else agrees with it, but I would love for them to do this. If they spent one season, like the next season would be a flashback to the time war and they dedicate the whole thing to it to show what happened. You know, and, and everyone's talking about maybe the time war taking, being shown in, in the 50th anniversary. And I really, I don't know. It's one of those I, things you can't show it. If you show it, it's going to disappoint everybody. I think if they give, if they would dedicate an entire season though, and bring back McGann and let him be all haggard, and even though he still looks the freaking same, I don't know how he's done it. I know it's creepy, isn't it? Oh, he's the same. (laughs) I saw him at at one of the Gallifrey One shows, and he looks exactly the same, except he's a lot shorter than I expected. (laughs) Oh, I think they had lifts in his boots, but (laughs) I think because he had those. Those uh, shoes that were her boyfriend's shoes, but I <laughs> and he had that fabulous wig that was very oh cool. the and the the outfit the yep. the Wild Bill Hickok outfit oh yeah eight see eight needs love they need to have eight love I've noticed that there's a lot of people who really the with the John Hurt thing there were a lot of people who felt like John Hurt was somehow kind of kind of a slap in Paul McGann's face and it was kind of like okay yeah but we don't know that story yet we don't know what they're doing well yeah I know that's kind of but that's kind of the thing it's like I don't know see Paul McGann I mean that and that's the thing with the big finish stuff Paul McGann without question you know got the short stick I mean even more than Colin Baker because everybody kind of they kind of screwed Colin Baker over because he came in during that really horrible yeah But, but both both McGann's doctor and Colin Baker's doctor have really come alive in the Big Finish stuff. And I really you have to credit the Big Finish people. Oh, I they're mean, awesome. I was not a huge fan of the sixth doctor, I have to admit. He didn't there there was just something that didn't quite gel for me. But the the Big Finish Sixth doc, Doctor adventures have been amazing. I mean, they've been really good. And he's such an interesting character now. And the same for the eighth doctor. Well, and the eighth doctor, God. They've his stuff's so epic. Oh that yeah, they've done with him, like with the dark eyes stuff, and and then um, just the whole Charlie Pollard storyline that they did. Oh yeah, oh my that god, was really interesting what they did. Yeah, that was really cool. See, that's my thing is you know you talk to like when you talk to people who have written Doctor Who comics, like their secret fantasy is they want Stephen Moffat to call up and be like, "I really loved your comic. Will you write an episode <laughs> of the show?" That's not my fantasy. My fantasy is that Nicholas Briggs will call me up <laughs> and say, hey, we really liked your comic. Will you write a big finish? Nice. <laughs> That's that my dream. That would almost be a bigger accolade. I just, I, I, I love what they do. And I, I love, I, I'm a big fan of the radio, of radio drama. Um, and I used to do a, a radio comedy show in college because I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> so are we. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up on I grew up on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy radio show and the Goon show and things oh like that. Oh my god, I can quote the whole Hitchhiker's Guide. Radio there you show. go. The whole thing. There you go. So like to me, Big Finish Audio, that's like that's my dream. I would love to get to write just like one of those someday. Um we've had the guy on that um had co-written and done a bunch of stuff for the Dark Shadows that they're doing, which is equally awesome. I, I love that they're doing the Dark Shadows audios now. 
Yeah, I haven't listened to any of those. I've listened to some of the Blake Seven ones because. Um, oh man, the the one you need to listen to, um, Dark Shadows wise, is the last time Jonathan Frid ever was Barnabas. Okay. And it, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it, it, he is. It's the only one he ever did, and he had Barbara Steele on with him. Oh, that's so cool! All right, I'll and, definitely have to hunt that down. Yeah, it's it's amazing, and and uh, they and also what's cool about it is David Selby's own son is co, I think, producing them and things like oh, that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, very very cool stuff. But I, like I said, I love McGann's Doctor. I think he really. God, I really wanted him to be in the Pandorica. I wanted him in there when they opened it. <laughs> How awesome would that have been? <laughs> it's just every season there's a new set of rumors about Paul McGann appearing. It's really awesome. <laughs> and I he's think probably the, the one spreading them. To- <laughs> well, yeah, possibly. You know, who knows? But uh, you know. <laughs> That'd be really funny. He's just constantly typing under different <laughs> pseudonyms. It's like, oh, I heard a rumor. Paul McGann's coming back for a minute. Oh, my God. That actually that would be so cool. So I wish he was. Oh, God, that'd be hilarious. Uh. But, you know, people really, it's funny because people really have tremendous affection for his doctor. And, you know, he really only appeared on screens once. Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing about Doctor Who. It's really, that's just really kind of cool. You know, nothing against a TV movie. I loved it at the time just because it was Doctor Who and I'm a Doctor Who nerd. But then you saw the Eccleston years, uh, the Eccleston season, and you're like, oh, that's how you do it. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then they added that whole thing in with him that a lot of people were pissed off about or just like, huh, which was he was half human. Are you going to talk about the half human thing? Yeah, Yeah, that was like a lot of people were like, what? And then they They're never mentioned it again. They're still arguing about that online. I, I, I just was like, people never mention it, so I don't even bring it up anymore. Uh, but, you know, uh, are yeah. they ever going eh? well, um, they keep go ahead. Taking, they keep taking jabs at it. Gaiman's episode specifically mentions, nope, not even a little bit human. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then they, they made that point when David Tennant um, kissed, um, when Ten kissed Martha, that, you know, that was, there was no human in there. It was all alien DNA. That's how we get away with it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. I mean, it's just, I, I, uh, let's not even get going on the TV movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, the, it's one of those things where at the time, I, I mean, you it was so happy just to see Doctor Who on the screens again and so happy at even the idea that maybe this will do really well and they'll do more. Because, I mean, you know, the newer fans to the show don't, didn't have to live through that. The agonizing emptiness oh. of oh. all those years without Doctor Who. Oh, and, right. You know, granted, there were books and there were comic books, but, you know, if you were an American fan, it was really hard to get the books. And it was almost oh, yeah. impossible to get a hold of the comics. I so as far as those, you, I am one of those new Who fans. The only thing I can equate it to is the 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 little empty hole in my heart that there's no Star Trek on TV right now. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's not quite the same because they haven't destroyed it. Well, <laughs> not that the TV movie destroyed Who, but it was <laughs> it was kind of painful. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 It is in no, retrospect. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I liked the TV movie because I watched it after, you know, watching all of the, the, the Eccleston and Tenet series. And, and um, 
So that was, you know, watching it already with something else in mind for what Doctor Who was. So it was weird to see this bizarre kind of 80s take on it. Yeah. What I like to remember fondly is I, and this, this kind of calls back to that idea of whether or not to show the Time War. The, the Doctor in the movie, 8, to me, was so, uh, con- well, you know, I describe him as the lover Doctor. Not in the sense of, like, ooh, romance, but, but that he was that he was just imbued with extra compassion and, and empathy and love. And he just was so gentle that way. At least he, he it, to me, I got those characteristics. And that that's the doctor that went into the war. To me, that's dramatic as hell. And I love yeah. that idea. And, yeah. and that's kind of one of the reasons, reasons I don't want to see them do the time war. Cause in my head, it's so much better. Well, in the in the uh, audio dramas, though, you watch him become hardened. The warrior, yes, that's what I wanted. Was this, it, this you know beautiful, sweet, loving man? The lover doctor becomes there has to become a warrior and a killer. Well, but, what but happens? We, oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Go ahead. Saying, but but can <laughs> we just can we just point out that I'm really really happy I never had to draw the inside of his TARDIS. Oh God, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Because that was one of the coolest TARDIS sets ever. It was a great and, set, and I was, and I would actually, when I heard that they had a new TARDIS set uh, for the the revival of the show, I was really actually disappointed because it was a really beautiful set. It was just amazing, but um, but yeah, no, I I love the idea of of that Doctor being the one who had to do terrible things. But I mean, we'll see, we'll see how much they touch on all this stuff. Yeah, I, I I would love for them to do something like that though. I I, I God, because he's just so awesome of an actor, and the audio books. Oh, he's fabulous! Yeah, yeah. I mean, now he's wearing it, on the cover of the Dark Eyes. It looks like he's wearing the leather jacket. Yeah, the new the new costume. Some fans designed a new costume for him. Yeah, and and, and it looks like the leather jacket, and his hair is short. Yeah, and, he, and and he's he looks more like. Paul McGann had a baby with Christopher Eccleston, kind of, <laughs> of a thing, and 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 so that's where you see it leading to. The other thing I can't wait, and I'm I'm sure you're excited about, is that 50th anniversary audio oh, yeah. drama with all of them. Okay. Yeah, that's oh. going to be crazy. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's I, I can't help myself. <laughs> oh, oh my! God. No, I, I'm I'm going to have to buy it. It's it's going to be bought, and I'm going to just break down and do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. We're, yeah. we're both there. We can talk about it. We can talk about it. We'll, we'll, I, we will have you back, Matt, and, and we will talk about that. Um, I think so. it comes out in November, right? Yeah. I think so, yeah. November. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess we're out of time. I'm, I'm looking okay. at the clock. So I guess we've, we've, I knew we would babble through. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess this is what we do. <laughs> that's, that's just what we do. <laughs> but um, but I, I hope, are you going to be at Comic Con next month? Uh, I don't think I'm doing, I'm not doing Comic-Con. Um, I'm going to be doing Gallifrey One next year. I'll be a guest at Gallifrey One next year, which will be a lot of fun. So okay. if you, have you ever done Gallifrey One? No. Oh, uh, you got to do That's it. That's the one in London, isn't it? No, Gallifrey One's the one in LA. Oh, no, I haven't. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an insane, it's an insanely awesome Doctor Who show. Uh, Colin Baker will be there this year. Nicole, uh, Nicola Bryant will be there. Oh, Perry! Uh, 
Yeah, so it'll be, I, th- I want to say it's March of, of 2014. I'm not positive on that. But yeah, it's a great show. You should check it out. Oh, definitely. I will totally do that. Well, Matt, thank you again for coming on and talking to Who with us again. I, I love having you on. You're, you're, you're a geek like us, so it makes oh, me yes. happy. Oh, thanks so much for having me back on. I appreciate it. Yes, and we, I, we love having you on, so we will definitely have you back for the, um, around the 50th uh, in November for sure so we can all dish on it. Oh, so yes, that. we must. <laughs> yes. I'd like, to, I'd like to know how you get on drawing whoever the new person is. Hopefully they'll have announced it by then. Yeah, oh. well, we'll see. Well, they have to because he changes in December. Yeah, yeah he cha- he's supposed to change in the Christmas special, so we'll find out. I, again, I just vote no bald. No bald? Because no. <laughs> your follicles will follow suit, I, apparently. They will follow suit. Yes, they will. <laughs> so no, no, Patrick Stewart cannot be the next doctor. That's what he's no, saying. No, he'd be a great doctor, but no. Mm. No, 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 no. No, uh, well, my vote... Um, one, if I had to pick an older one, and Ren, we got to get one from you too. Matt, just pick a name. Pick a name. I got to have a name from you. Who would, um, like? who would I like to see as the doctor? I would like to. See, oh, geez, you know who would be really fun? And I know it's a really stupid. Uh, everyone says this. I actually genuinely would like to see Benedict Cumberbatch as the. Oh doctor. my God! Yes, that would be a good one. Ren, who would you like to see be the doctor? Uh well. Uh, from all the way back when they were trying to figure out who would be 11, I'm still very much in favor of Tim Minchin, even though he's Australian. I do not care. I, he would be a ginger and he would be fantastic, but he would probably swear too much. If he, <laughs> if he was a girl, uh, I'm going to vote uh, Tilda Swinton. Ooh, yeah, um, yeah. Actually, apparently Paul McGann said if there was going to be a woman doctor, it should be Tilda Swinton. I she read that and I agreed wholeheartedly. If, if we had to have if we had to have a chick, Tilda Swinton. Um, although Benedict Cumberbatch would be gorgeous to try and draw. You would have so much fun, fun with that hair. You just oh, want yeah. that hair. You want that hair. If you saw Tilda Swinton's pictures recently, she's got this kind of bizarre, like huge pompadour thing that it's doesn't awesome. go back and just goes almost straight up. Like an it's old awesome. girl. I could get away with a pompadour. That's awesome. Her hair is great. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to pick my older doctor, and that would be Hugh Laurie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He signed signed my my River Song um, journal on the front when I met him. So, and I told him, I wanted you to be my my 11th. And he goes, Can you walk around with a cane and be really grumpy again? Because I like that. Sure, that's what you have to be. (laughs) Now, if I had an older doctor, though, I would uh, Stephen Fry as the doctor would be very interesting. Ooh, but he can't do the running. No, that a lot of running. Be <laughs> but he's he could fabulous. be the master. He could be the master to. to oh, shoot! Oh Lord. my God, oh, that, would that would be, be awesome. incredible. That'd be okay. We've got we've 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 done it. That's what we're <laughs> right there. Wait! 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 Stephen Fry is the master, and Hugh Laurie is the doctor. That's what I said. That's what that, we did. Right. Oh, did I totally miss that? Yes, okay. Oh, no. That's, Fry that's, and Laurie. That's the whole arc for the series right there. Good God, it must happen. <laughs> you need to go draw that right now. I'm on that. <laughs> Just one one cell from one, one, page. one page, and and our dream would have at least visualized. It. That would be so cool. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, Matt, thank you again. I we've totally gone over, but I don't care. Thank you so doing. much. This is thank so you. much fun. Thank, thank you for coming you. on, and uh, 
uh, be sure to keep an eye out for who will be the next doctor number 12. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you later. Bye. You're like a herd of bloody swine that's refused to leave the trough. You'll get name out this evening, so you better bugger up. You've been a splendid audience, but all your time has passed. So don't you all be letting the door hit you in the arse. You've been a lovely audience, but all enough's enough. We take it very kindly if you'd all just bugger up. Wow, bugger up. Ye bastards, bugger up. You'll get no more this evening, so you better bugger up. And here's to all the smoking vixens waiting for the band. And thinking maybe one of them might make it one that's sad. But please don't take advantage because this song is not for you. To be happy to regret you when this pretty crap is still. Don't bugger up, ye bastards, bugger up. Bugger up, ye bastards, bugger up. You're like a hundred of fucking swine that's refused to leave the truck. You'll get me more this evening, so you fuckers bugger up. Now you're promising the rain.